Welcome and ha happy new year everybody. Welcome to Financial Freedom Classroom for January of 2016. For those of you who haven't joined us before, Financial Freedom Classroom is composed of myself, John Locke, and my wife, Sherry Locke. I am owner of Logging Your Success LLC, which is a stock options trading and coaching and education company. I'm also a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis, and also a certified uh, success coach. Sherry uh, is, has managed many successful businesses with me. She's also a coach. Uh, we've done... We've had successful businesses in the edu in education, uh, automotive, real estate, computer, and uh, consulting, and also in coaching. We're also active real estate investors. We've done spec home building, rehabs, rentals, things like that, and we provide loans and guidance to small businesses. Right. And John's going to go over a disclaimer. Okay, so just to let you know, the information in this presentation is general information only. It's been prepared without taking into account your specific situation and your objectives. And also, I'm going to add to that that we are not accountants, we're not financial advisors, and we are not attorneys. So any information here is strictly our opinion. And before you act upon anything, just to make sure that you check with the proper professionals. So tonight, we are going to talk about the secrets to a successful 2016 and some things that might go into that. So some of the things you might think of are, well, how did your 2015 go? Right. Did you do well in 2015? Did you have, did you have goals? Did you meet your goals? Uh, maybe you didn't have any goals at all. We don't know. But uh, tonight's going to be a little bit about goal setting, setting yourself up to be successful in 2016. Right. And some things to consider. So one of the things is you, you do definitely want to do an annual review of, of how 2015 went and, and what went well, and then maybe what didn't go so well. You don't want to repeat it <laughs> if it didn't do well. Um, some other things like to help you jog your memory might be your calendars, your journals, diaries, trade plans, spreadsheets, or documents, anything that can help you. I mean, I know I personally go through my calendar because we write everything on a consolidated calendar just to kind of get a, a sense of what happened and right. so forth. So that should happen. There's often a lot of things that happen that you don't really think about. And an important reason to review the year before, the previous year that went by, is to celebrate your successes. You know, a lot of us, we go through life and we don't feel like we're making, we, we had any accomplishments or, or nothing's happened and that we're working for nothing. But if you go back and one of the really cool things about setting goals that I have is I have some goals written down from 2015 that I thought were very, very high and maybe even unachievable. And I look back and, well, you, know, that, you know, then comes 2016 and I'm thinking, geez, you know, we went through last year and, and we didn't accomplish a whole lot. But then I go back and look at my goals list and it brings back the memory of how out of reach I thought those goals were and I just blew through them. Right. right, and didn't even celebrate that success. And when you celebrate your successes, you have a better life, and you're more likely to work harder towards what you want. Right, and and that jogs my memory too, because when we oh gosh, this was years ago. We used to have a mastermind group, and and we met uh, locally here with a with a couple, uh, probably about three or four couples. Mm -hmm. And um, I went and I found the documentation from that. Oh really? And it is just a riot. I mean, and we didn't go back and look at that. But we, we exceeded all of it, everything that was on there. So it's, 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 it's good to make sure you have that. 
Um, and it's exciting when you do look at it again and, and see where how far you've come. So, so and, and of course, if any of you know me, I love spreadsheets. It's just one of my things. So guess what? I created a spreadsheet. <laughs> so um, to help with this, and, and I do have it uploaded. Uh, I will show you where that is quickly, just on the Financial Freedom Classroom website. It's here under Resources, under Money Management. And if you click in there, you can go to this 2015 Annual Review and 2016 Goals. So this is uh, something that we're obviously offering to everyone um, to help. So one of the things you can start to look at this, and, and when I started to create this sheet, I was really thinking about, wouldn't it be kind of cool to compare the two? So uh, if you set goals for 2015, you know, what were your top five goals? And so the 2015 side is this whole side. So you can kind of review what you did. So this is a great way to kind of review what you did, celebrate your successes, um, learn from what you've done, and then you can go ahead and complete the 2016 side after you've done all that. So um, this is just kind of a... Right. What if you didn't reach your goals for 2015? Well, you'll have to learn from it. Right. So one of the things we do sometimes is we set these really, really big goals. And sometimes they're so large that we don't even work towards them because yeah. they just seem so out of your reach. So right. if you have a big goal that you set for 2016 and you really, 2015 and you didn't, really didn't go for it or, or you only maybe um, you just didn't have any, enough enthusiasm to go for it, break it down to something smaller. Right. And do it in 2016 so that you can head towards that. Right. So we're going to start, yeah, and, and part of that would be to start brainstorming and considering what you do want to uh, achieve in, in what categories. So <clears throat> some of the categories we came up with were health and fitness, your relationships, career and job, wealth, your contribution or your spirituality, and your personal growth and self-care. So those are some of the categories that you might want to consider you can have more than one goal, obviously, in each category, but um, you want to make sure that you have, you want to establish those goals. Right. We, generally, we, we pick seven categories to have goals in, and they're diverse categories. I mean, you can... They can cross, too. I mean, obviously, right. you know, I was actually doing an exercise today, and it was funny because the relationship one crosses into the career job one because I work with John. <laughs> <laughs> and I work with my kids, so um, so those things kind of cross for us. And you'll find that a lot of them cross over, but it doesn't do you any good if you're extremely successful in your career and your job and your health is bad. Right. Uh, you're not going to be fulfilled that way. So, yeah. uh, and also we all we all need personal growth and we all need to take care of ourselves and, and things like that. So right. uh, make sure that whatever you're doing, you're you're well balanced. Yeah, I was actually listening to a. An, an interview with Damon John uh, and Tim Ferriss today, and they were talking about he was he, he's right. He said if your health is failing, uh, if you're not eating well and you're not fit, and what was the other thing? The three things that Tim Ferriss has written about food, your body, and your work, your career. If any of those things are failing, it's not a good it's not a good show. So um, it was interesting. Right. If you want to be happy, you, you need you need success in more more than one area. Of your right. Life. Right. Yeah. So you want to dream even bigger. So when you start to think about your goals for 2016, you want to start thinking maybe about some um, what you want 2016 to look like. Mm -hmm. What what do you want to consider, and and you want it to look like? So breakthrough goals are goals that 
are that would change your life essentially. So some of the um, some of the categories I can think of, I came up with some examples like publish a book if you wanted to double your income, uh, get an advanced degree, start a charity, learn a foreign language, uh, something like that. Right. It's good to have breakthrough goals. One of my problems is that sometimes I have too many goals and you know, I'll be doing like five major projects at once. The interesting thing is you, know, you can do anything you want with your life. I believe you can accomplish anything, but you just can't do it all at the same time. <laughs> so it, it, you kind of got to pick, I think, you know, and then, and then they have things that stack on one another. So if you, if, in other words, you can't, you can't, let's see, if you had a goal, I'm trying to think of an advanced degree. Well, you couldn't go get an advanced degree if you didn't have a bachelor's degree first. Right. So it, it's what P they would putting call them in order, like right. a stack, a stackable goal so that it would eventually be, um, you know, it would eventually be. And yeah, Ray, you're right. Design a life. Um, and live on purpose, you're right. You need to do that. Exactly, because if we don't, we, you know, the human being in general, they run unconscious. You yeah. don't even think about what you do. You just run patterns every day, the same old pattern day after day after day. Marking time. And uh, you end up marking time. Your life, you run out of life. Yeah. And you don't get anything done. You don't get what you want because you never really chose, you never really decided what you want. Right. <laughs> you got to pick it. You got to pick it. So if you're sitting there and you're saying, Gee, you know, I'm not happy. I don't have what I want. I don't have as much money as I want. I don't have as much uh, good a relationship as I want. And I don't have as good of a body as I want. It's just because you're not being specific with what you want and you're not uh, writing it down and going for it. Right. So it's important to do that. Right. So when you consider these um, and you consider these breakthrough goals, there's another even bigger to dream even bigger, and it's called a BHAG. <laughs> if anybody's ever heard of a BHAG, <laughs> it's a, okay, I'm going to click it. Oh, Ray, you have, okay, ready? It's a big, hairy, audacious goal. So I have I BHAGs, big ass, hairy, audacious goals. <laughs> All right, big so, ass, hairy, okay, so we so can change that. that, we can update that. <laughs> Um, but to give to give life's purpose a vision of the future and inspiration. So, so what I can think of just to kind of take those breakthrough goals and make them BHAG goals is to publish a book, say, in every language or to quadruple your income or you wanted to teach PhDs or run a million-dollar charity or bring multilingual people together for discussions, things like that. Um, those could be some BHAG goals. And then, of course, once you establish those goals, uh, you want to write down everything. So this is, this is you want to write everything down. So even things that you like, you think you want to do, you're not sure, but you definitely uh, eventually want to do it. And then you want to prioritize your list. Right. Get a big, long list and then prioritize it. And, right. You know, Sherry says review each item carefully and ask. And here's some of the questions. So. What is the value of accomplishing this goal? So what's it going to do for you? What are the risks if you don't do it? Right. There, there may not be. One of the big things that I do with goals, and it's maybe changing the topic a little bit about this, is is do I really want that? I think that's a question. Oh, that's that, funny. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's there. That's right. The, that's so the I didn't look at the PowerPoint slide. I should look. I should look more closely. But but do do you really want it? And the other thing is 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 there a way for me to get it without uh, that's much easier than I think. So, for example, right, 
um, do I really want this? Uh, you might say, do I really want a house on the ocean? And, you know, when you think about it, geez, I'd love to have go have a house on the ocean. But then you think about it, about the maintenance, about the fact that you're worried about, about it when you're not there and, you know, lugging stuff there and back and feeling like you have to go there because you own it, uh, that type of thing. You might not really want it. Yeah, well, we kind of went through that when because we, I guess it was last year, we were looking at buying something in Florida. Right. And then we really kind of thought, I, I mean, I really thought about it. And then I said, you know what? I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> I was thinking about renting it out and then having to deal with that and long distance stuff. And I just said, you know what? If we're going to go someplace warm for a couple months, maybe I want to move around. Maybe right. not necessarily always Florida or the same spot in Florida, maybe someplace else. Right. So I'm thinking about that and I'm saying, well, I don't think I really want to own a house in Florida, <laughs> That's right. I don't but do I would like to go to Florida. That's right. And, you know, maybe, you know, we, you know, we're fortunate enough we could afford to buy a house in Florida, but maybe you can't, right? So, but if you, you know, if you wanted a house in Florida, but you don't feel like you can afford it, well, you know, can I rent it for a month yeah. and go down there? Right. And most people will find that it's much easier. It's a lot less hassle to just rent a place for a month or two and spend a couple of months somewhere where they'd really like to be yeah. and not have all the hassle of owning it. Right. And so you get what you want without all the hassle and you get it at, at like one one hundredth of the cost, right? And then if you decide you don't like it, you just don't rent it the next year. Exactly. <laughs> or you go somewhere else, right? Because <laughs> now I've had enough of the beach. Now I want to go to the mountains or whatever. <laughs> so then you can move around. It gives you a lot more flexibility. So when you're looking at your goals, a lot of the goals that you have, you already have the resources to experience whatever you want to experience. So think about it. So rather than thinking, I want a house over here, thinking, think as in, I want this experience. And what is the most economically efficient way for me to get that experience? And, and, and do I really want it in the first place? Okay. Um, and, and that way you can, you can experience more of life. You can do more things with your life and, and be happier and do all those things you want to do at a much cheaper rate and feel like a, live like a millionaire for less, much less money. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And not the hassle. So, um, so these are all for, for questions to ask about each of those items that you've brainstormed for 2016. You might want to ask these questions and, and some others, and then you want to place the list in order of importance to you so that you can focus in on one as opposed to all of them, because they can obviously be overwhelming and to the point where you right. don't really even want to do it pick because out, it's overwhelming. Pick out what is going to pick out the single goal in the single category of your life that is going to make the most difference if it was accomplished right. and you work on that goal and you work if you work exclusively on that goal you'll get to it relatively quickly and then your most important goals done and then you can go down your list and do more and more and more if you try and hit them all at the same time generally things aren't going to work out well well yeah and and not only that but you'll become overwhelmed and you just won't right. even you won't even start but you'll also the hardest you'll part, also right? notice goals that line up like you were saying before you might have you might have goals in three different areas of your life that you can accomplish at the same time quite easily. All right. Well, I mean, I can think. I can think of. I can think of a couple actually. Like, it, for instance, uh, we take an exercise class together. So that's a relationship thing. That's a. That's a health thing that we do right. together. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like a date sometimes. So we go out to dinner afterwards. That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, so when you have uh, your goals, you want to make sure that they are smarter goals. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard this. So you want your goals to be specific, 
You want them to be measurable, attainable, realistically high. Again, realistically high. <laughs> right. So you want to shoot for it. You want it to be timely. You want it to be ethical. And you also want it to be reasonable. Right. So realistically high and reasonable may seem like they're contradictory, but they're really not. Yeah, and reasonable is to you. And, you know, there's a lot of goals that are reachable. But, uh, but from whatever your mindset happens to be at the time, they may not feel like they're reachable to you. They may seem impossible to you. Right. If you set a goal that you know is impossible, then you will not have the motivation to go for it. So you do want to have a little bit of uh, reasonable, you know, something that you, something that is kind of out of reach, but you know you could do it. And also, when you're going for that goal, when the end of the year comes and you're reviewing your goal, if you had a goal to make a million dollars that year and you made nine hundred fifty thousand, celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that that's worthy of a celebration. Right. You, you may not have you may not have reached your goal, but if you're if you're someone who usually makes you know hundred thousand dollars a year and now all of a sudden you made nine hundred thousand dollars a year and your goal was a million you should be pretty happy about that right I mean it's so. all what, what what's relative to your world so uh, yeah. you obviously made a significant impact in your world so exactly. uh, what I'm wondering I know that we're, we're we're only like a third of the way in and I have some videos and some really cool things to share you share with you guys so I hope that you'll hang with us I know it's uh, uh, we, we like this topic this is pretty exciting for us um, so I hope you hang out. Um, if you want to give me a thumbs up, and if you if you want to hang out and you're you're comfortable with that, we'll just keep going. So uh, we have small actions can have a big impact. So here's where I got my first little video that I wanted to show you, which I think is really cool. Um, let's see if I can do this, and just let us know if you can't hear this because it's going to come over our speakers. So here we go. Everybody knows about playing with dominoes, but what you may not know is that a domino can knock over another domino, which is about one and a half times larger. So what I have here is a chain of dominoes. Each one is one and a half times larger than the previous one. And the smallest domino is about five millimeters high and one millimeter thick. And I will carefully place it. And there are 13 dominoes. And the largest domino, it weighs about 100 pounds and is more than a meter tall. Ready? Boom. So... That just shows you what we wanted to demonstrate here is that small actions can have a big impact. Right. As a matter of fact, you're much better off doing, uh, if you want to get something done, you're much better off developing a habit of doing something small towards it every day than you are taking a big leap at it. Uh, generally, that's what people do. They say, oh, I want to get fit. So they'll go out and they'll run 42 miles the first day and then they'll be you know, sore for two weeks. And they, they'll say, I'm, not gonna, I'm never going to do that again. Right. You're much better off going out, spending five minutes walking, right, and then spend, you know, ten minutes the next day and then just gradually build up. Get into the habit of doing something every day rather than trying to go out and run 40 miles your first day right. or, or, or so many miles. You're, 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 that's the way you're going to get something done. And best to just do small actions towards it and you'll get there.
right, right. And so, okay. Oh, I put a transition in there. There we go. <laughs> so uh, how am I going to get get there? So basically, as John's saying, you're going to plan. You're going to plan it out. So sure. you're going to plan. You're going to calendar your plan of action. Get out your calendar, literally. Have a big goal. Chunk it down. That's right. So you're going to chunk it down. So you're going to you can choose. And you know, I know. I think there's a kind of a movement now to make instead of have a yearly goal, have a quarterly goal. But my thought is, is if your goal is huge, like a year long worth of goal, you're going to have to chunk it down. So I'm just going to make this easy for me. So just say you need to make a you want to make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. You're going to break that down. You need to make 10000 a month. 10000 a month, yep. To do that. So that makes it easier. I think that seems more achievable. 2500 a week, $500 a day if you have five working days. Yeah. And, you know, it gives you, you know, you can break it down to hours. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not fast enough to do that math in my head, but... <laughs> <laughs> Same well, thing. Same thing with weight. I want to lose a, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds, and right. it's, it's, a couple ounces a day is a lot easier to lose than 20 pounds. But if right. you lose a couple ounces a day, you're going to lose 20 pounds. It's true. Plus, so, you'll be in the habit of eating right by the time you're done. That's true. I mean, it's it's yeah. except for what I did today. So it'll be more likely to hold. I was so good until those chocolate chip cookies came out. Um, <laughs> so you want to be solution oriented. Uh, always focus on instead of you know self-talk that you might say to yourself like how am I going to pay these bills I'm just going to use that because this came up today somebody said how, how am I going to pay these bills well instead of that you could say how am I going to earn another two thousand dollars a month right. right and so that's a better question to ask yourself than right. it is how am I going to pay these goals uh, pay, sorry pay these bills in NLP and hypnosis we always say say it the way you want it Yes. Because your mind cannot process negatives directly, which means if you say, don't slam the door, you picture slamming the door, your unconscious wants to slam the door. Right. Which is why kids slam the door when you tell them not to. Because uh, <laughs> they, they don't understand that. You need to tell them to close the door gently because that's what you want. You need to yell louder. Right. When you say, don't forget your <laughs> shoes, your, your unconscious is saying, forget Get your, your shoes. shoes. <laughs> so you need to say, remember your shoes. You wouldn't think that makes a difference, but it makes a huge difference, because especially with kids, because that's what goes into your unconscious mind. You remember the shoes. Well, I mean, you, you could try it right now. Just, say, just think to yourself, um, don't, don't, think of the, don't think of the blue door. Don't think of the blue door. Don't think of the blue door. What are you looking at? What do you see in your head? A blue door. A blue door. Yeah. <laughs> It's Don't think just, of a purple dancing elephant. Yeah, there you go. So, so what pops in your head? Yeah, you have to process it in order to say don't do it. So it's, right. a, it's a two-step process in your mind rather than a one-step process. Right, and, and you have to think about something before you actually act on it. So you would literally have to visualize it, right? Yeah, you have to visualize yeah. it before you unvisualize it. <laughs> well, before you act on it. Before you act on it, yeah. So, yeah. so. don't forget your shoes. You forget your shoes. Okay. Forget your shoes. <laughs> Matter of fact, a lot of hypnotic language, if, I, if, if you come to, I'm going to be doing maybe some hypnotic language classes that I've been thinking of doing. A lot of hypnotic language, you actually people, tell people not to do something when you want them to do it, and they do it. Are you going to do that in Maui? That's pretty cool. Yeah, maybe we'll do that a little bit in Maui. There you go. <laughs> All right, so you want to keep your goal list always visible. And I, I would suggest you read it at least twice a day, once in the morning when you get up, and then once before you go to bed, because your brain when you sleep at night, will actually con continue to work on it. And I find uh, my problem is, is I don't sleep well, and I'll wake up and I'll have an idea. 
So to solve that, have a piece of paper and a pen next to your bed. <laughs> yeah, you should always do that because you'll come up yeah. with amazing ideas at night, especially if you read your goals before you go to bed. You'll, you'll come up with those ideas. And, you know, I never thought that that was really that important until, you know, I went to one of my mentors just basically said, tell me your top five goals right now. And if those don't come off the top of your head like nothing, they're not in front of your mind. You're thinking of mm -hmm. something else. Right? That means your mind's working on something else, not what your top five goals are. Right. So you should be able to do that. If you ask yourself, what are my top five goals, and you can't just go write them down without, really without any hesitation, without having to sit there and think about it, you are not reviewing your goals enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> you say you want them, but you're not even thinking of them. So right. it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. Well, um, Andrew, <laughs> I like your comment. How about a goal to win the Powerball? No control over that one, though. <laughs> Well, well, actually, you kind of do, because you, if you don't play, you won't win. If you don't play, you won't win. That's true. And this is another thing when we talk about goals. Proper, there's proper goals, there's outcome goals, there's process goals. Uh, when you know, A lot of people who aren't happy are setting goals based on things that have to happen that are outside of their control. When you set goals, you want to set goals about things that are, are within your control. Right. That way you have you have the ability to make them happen. Right. Winning the Powerball, I mean, you have some people That'd who are... Awesome. Well, you have some people who are kind of out there who, say, who are saying you can manifest a Powerball, Powerball win. I don't necessarily believe that. Uh, I, I, but, you know, to me, the power, winning the Powerball is completely outside your control. But you do have the uh, process goal of buying 10 Powerball tickets every week until you, you win it, which you may never do because of the odds. But... Right. Um, but you can, you know, I can set a, I can set a goal of buy, buying 10 Powerball tickets a week, and I can certainly accomplish that. That's completely within my control. Right. I can do that every darn week if I want to. Um, but I have no control over whether I win it. So I want to make sure I do the process goal. <laughs> That's right, Andrew. Learn about probability, and you will not want to play. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> hey, there wouldn't be casinos if the casinos didn't win more often than the people. So That's true. Uh, but they are fun to play. Um, so you want to make small adjustments as necessary to your goals. And because you had put so much thought into them when you generated them and you prioritized them, so you want to make small adjustments. Right. This scares me to death. How would you ever be able to accomplish any of that? You don't even know what it says. Right, so right. just make sure that they're small adjustments because you've done a lot of work to, to get up to that point. Um, you want to increase your chances of reaching your goals. So you want to make sure that your goals are handwritten. Okay, so there is a lot of science behind why you want to handwrite them. Um, and John probably does not want me to go into it, because, it's, but it was very, very interesting because it's kind of long. But um, your, the neuroscience has proven that when you write something out um, that takes deep thought like your goals, you build over 10,000 new neural pathways in your brain in one sitting. Whereas when you type out your goals on a computer, you're only building 600 new neural pathways. So the chances of you accomplishing it and, and having it be in the forefront of your mind, if you write them as opposed to type them, is much, much, much greater. It takes more coordination and time to write them, and that's why it builds more neurons, uh, it is, and it makes a bigger connection. So right. that makes sense. Yeah. So you want to, you do want to handwrite them. I, I actually do handwrite them. Um, you can take a picture of your goals to have them with you. So if you can handwrite them out and then take a picture with your phone, 
then you can have them with you all the time and you can review them in the morning and okay again <laughs> review them twice a day twice a day um at least twice a day just like brushing your teeth do it in the morning and at night and you brush your teeth twice a day i do i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um and you want to you want the support of others too so if you share this uh, and I say this by making goals public, you want to put it out there. I know that that can be uncomfortable, um, but it is, I'm going to go over, I'll, sh I'll show you guys something. Well, it minute. gives you accountability, and we have natural tendencies to try and do what we say we're going to do, and therefore, putting it out there does make a big difference. Oh, a journal. So keep a handwritten journal instead of on a computer. Um... Yeah, probably yes. Yeah, I would people say people recommend yeah. you handwrite your journal, and they also recommend more emotional connection to it. Journal in the morning, journal in the I mean, journal in the evening, and uh, a little bit about your day, your accomplishments. Yeah, and it's a good way to feel good about uh, good about things, and also set a good um, a good uh, process in place for you to dream the right dreams, mm -hmm. and do more the the next day. So, I went to a seminar things. today, and I'm trying to recall. Um, what she had said about physically writing, I'm going to have to think about that a little bit because she did say there's, there is some benefit to, I think it's, it's kind of getting your, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I wake up at night and I have a thought, if I don't write it down, it will just mill around in my head and I won't be able to even go back to sleep. But if I wake up and I write it down, I can go back to sleep. Yeah, I, so I think it probably would be very helpful to hand write it out, to get it out, so that, um, and then you have more of an emotional attachment to it, plus the neuro, um, the connections that you make in your brain. Right. So, I would say. Um, okay, so, and then do one thing every day at least seven days a week, 365 days a year. For me, I want to exercise every day. That's just one of my things. I, it just needs to be done. So, um that's just my own personal goal. So, John, do you have something that you do every day? I, I try to sleep every day. <laughs> yes, but you have goals every day. So what's one of the things that you I do, do every day? Every day I... I uh, he I, reads every day. I, I read every day. I exercise every day. Yep. And I do something towards trading uh, our business every day. Yeah. Um, so record your progress. So anything worth doing is worth recording. Somebody said this to me once. I think this was in a class that I took uh, when I was in contracting, but um, it's it's really, really true. I find when I try to lose weight, for instance, if I don't write it down, if I am not accountable, I don't do it. Right. Because um, I think I know what I'm doing, but I clearly don't because it just doesn't work. So if I record it, I know where I am. So if I eat too much during the morning and the afternoon, I can't eat so much at night and I can fool myself all day long if I don't write it down but if I write it down I can't I can't write lie the numbers right. don't, don't lie so. right so there's, there's two benefits to that Andrew brought up journaling which is excellent to do to to just go over what you did that day so you can remember the day mm -hmm. you know, one of the things about our memories is our memories is like uh, I don't know if you know how your memory works but when you think back on something you think you have a perfect picture of it but that's not really what happens it's like that great big picture you ever take a real big high-resolution picture of your kids and then you try and send it by email and the file's too big, right? So what do you do? You take the file size and you shrink it down to something tiny so it'll go through the email. And then the person on the other side gets it and they blow it up and there's a whole bunch of stuff missing, right? And that's because um, 
that's because you shrunk it down. You got rid of a lot of the stuff, a lot of the memories. And you can't just blow it back up again and have it be the same. Your mind works the same way. You have this, all this stuff that goes on around you, and your mind is only taking little tiny itty-bitty pieces of it and remembering it. And then when you try to recall the memory, it actually takes whatever's going on at present and fills it back in to make it clear and vivid. And the information it fills it in with doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the memory. So you can go you know, four or five or six weeks down the line and trying to remember something that happened a while ago. And when you look at your journal, you'll remember it one way, but if you look at your journal, you'll find out it was something completely different. Mm. It's really, really interesting. Um, the other thing here, too, is, is like Sherry said, if you record something before you do it, if you record the money you spend, if you record the food you eat, if you record your time, yeah. what you did with your time, and remember time is a more before, valuable resource. Right, it's the key right? before. If you record what, you're, what you do, do with your time every half an hour, if you're having trouble getting stuff done, mm. record what you're doing every half an hour. And you'll find out that you're, you know, you're wasting your time. So right. you come in and you'll do that. So recording really helps you progress forward. Right. So one of the examples I wanted to give about making goals public is what we did for some of our students is we had, um, our goal last year was to go to Hawaii for our seminar this year. So in order to do that, just to, to show that it's possible, we created this um, Lock Up Hawaii 2016 challenge. So uh, we challenged everybody to post their goals and so forth. So here's the website. And look at they are posting them and they are reaching them. So everybody, you know, they, they obviously established their own goals and then we broke it down into a monthly target. And then we saw how many months, like in the ones that are in green are the ones where they reach them. So it's pretty exciting when you see something like this and everybody's working towards it and everybody's rooting for each other. So it's really, really helpful to do something like this um, and make it public. And it, and it commits you to it as well. So Yeah, it's um, really cool. And so we are going to Hawaii. We're going. <laughs> so that's the exciting part. All right. So I have another short video. If you guys will just hang with us because I this is I, we like this stuff. This is fun. So um, let's see. This is going to be Tony Robbins, who's one of our absolute favorites. And he's going to show you visualization so try this for a second so just put your feet together and then put your right index finger straight out in front of you like this okay and all I want you to do is I want you to just turn clockwise comfortably as far as you normally turn just notice where you naturally stop go ahead and turn clockwise people at home could do this too keep your feet straight notice where you stop come back around to me back around to me Okay, good. Yeah, you're really good at this, right? <laughs> Drop your hand. Now let's do something really simple. Close your eyes. And you don't even have to visualize, just feel. I want you to imagine your finger coming back up again. And this time, see and feel it coming up. Don't actually make it happen, but feel like it's happening. Imagine in your mind that you're actually doing it. You're seeing it, you're feeling it. And then make it like a game where you turn twice as far this time. Like your little kid, you know, somebody measures you and you go, I'm taller. Come on, measure me this week. And you, that desire to do a little further. And then in your mind, do it again. Your feet are straight together. And in your mind, feel your finger coming up. See it coming up. And imagine going three times as far this time. And then one more time, bring your finger up. And you're like an owl. Your feet are straight, and you turn all the way around, and it comes all the way around to the front. See it and feel it and enjoy it each time like it's a game, like you can't wait to go further. And you know you do every time. And when you can feel that, it feels good. Then open your eyes. 
And now put your finger straight in front of you and turn as far as you can comfortably and see what happens this time. Go. Now notice, I don't know if the camera's got it, but you only have to ask the camera. You can ask yourself. Come back around. Did you go further this time, yes or no? A lot further. A lot further. 50% further. But 50% yeah, further. How much further for you? About the same. Yeah. The average person will go 25% further. Now here's the question. What's superior? What's superior? <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, your right finger corner. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so... Did you have the potential to turn as far as you did the second time, the first time? Yes. Why didn't you? I didn't believe it, I guess. We have beliefs about stuff we don't even know we have beliefs. You have an unconscious belief about how far you can turn comfortably. The first time I did it, when I pointed straight back, yeah. I thought I, was, I probably shouldn't even go that far, like it was going to hurt me or that I, yeah. I wasn't capable of going any yeah. farther. Like, and how much further did you go this time? And the camera knows it over there. That's right exactly over there. right. Now, here's the difference. The potential was there the first time, and you took action. And you got a result, but it was 50% less than what you did later on. And the only difference is I changed your belief. How did I change your belief? We didn't work harder on your potential. We didn't take more action. I got you to see the result in advance. I got to see it vividly two or three times. That's all. Of going further, and then your brain went, oh, I know what to do. Boom. It went there. Isn't that what you did by looking at your cars every single day and envisioning it? Isn't that what you did when you created whatever the vision was? It was $300, $2,500, a million bucks in a day? That's what's missing for these people. They're not getting that execution is everything, but it doesn't happen if you don't get the psychology set of a state of total certainty. And you can you just change that 50% in three minutes worth of visualization. So, yeah. So visualization. Right. So visualization. Here's, here's the thing. Um, Olympic coaches are doing it. Professional athletes are doing it. NASA does it for the Space Center, uh, for astronauts. Visualization, when you visualize something, your mind, your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference in whether you're actually doing it if you're vivid, or if you're vividly visualizing it. You can literally train yourself, train your muscles, train whatever that you want to do through the power of visualization and gain confidence and do it. So really I, th cool. I think I think if you... Uh, if you researched it, I think you'll find that all professional athletes do it. Yeah. All of them. Na I, I would, I would nowadays, say. right. Yeah. It started with the Russians, but, but nowadays everybody does it. It's, um, it's unbelievable. Right. Uh, the results. So visualization. I do this with trading, by the way. I do it with, um, I visualize my positions playing out the way that they should play out. I, I imagine my positions playing out uh, in a troublesome manner all ahead before, even, before we even put the trades on. We understand what the position, what the result is going to be with certain price movements ahead of time. You know what your position is going to be like. You've already so that you way have a happens. crystal ball. You've already been there. I do not have a. I I have a crystal ball in a way. Yes, but the thing because is because you're I, prepared. Because you're prepared. But, happen. but my crystal ball gives me multiple outcomes, and I'm prepared for any each any one of them. There you go. So cool. Yeah. So um. So another thing that you want to do with your goals, you want to ask questions. So if you guys want to hang with me, I have a Jack Canfield video quickly. Well, let's do this quick. Let's do this quick. I know we're, we're way over already, so yeah, I apologize. So hopefully if you guys want to hang with us, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, by asking, you can build better ideas. Uh, you can, I don't like this one really, appear more honest and value the opinion of others. I think not appear more honest. You, you, mm -hmm. you are more honest because you want to know. Um, and you obviously value the opinion of others. Uh, you can gain new perspectives by asking questions, break out of ruts and start a new path. 
Uh, let's see. Avoid taking missteps. And set yourself apart from others who won't. And if you don't ask, you won't receive. I'm going to give you an example. So recently, an author contacted us about uh, John suggesting that he endorse his book. Well, I said, well, we don't endorse anything unless we check it first. So I said to him, and I felt weird about this. <laughs> he said, um, we won't, we can't endorse anything unless we know and we've experienced it ourselves. That's just the way we do it. We don't, you know, there's no affiliate, right. there's no payback or anything like that. We just, we want to know. So I said, and I felt weird about asking him for a copy of the book, like I was asking him for something. For free, you which know. you kind of were, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> that's all so right. So I, I yeah. just asked him, I said, you know, and then I asked him just for an ebook or something so that we could review something. Well, he physically sent us a hardcover. Well, no, he, he sent us a book. So, um, which was awesome. And then just kind of the snowball from that. And I, and then John read it and he really liked it. And then I said, well, Hey, would you do a, would you do an interview with us? And he said, yes. And, and so it just kind of snowballed. And I'm sure after his interview with us, he'll probably take the PowerPoint and go and do other ones. So right. I think for him, it's gonna, it's gonna really pan out. And I think it's going to be a really great interview. But th the point is, is that if he didn't ask, None of those things would have happened. Right. No, it wouldn't have happened. So. And also, too, not only asking other people questions, but what questions do you ask yourself? Right. They say the quality, the quality of your life is the quality of your questions. That is so true. So, Going back to that, yeah. how do I pay my bills instead? How do I make another right. $2,000 a month? Right. Exactly. Or whatever. Right. Cool. So uh, let it, let's run the Jack Canfield Ask little video here. For you, another one of and our favorites. Asking for what you want is often a big thing. You've got to be willing to be a little terrified. You don't have to give in to the fear, but you have to be willing to feel it. Think of the things you'd like to do. Ask your boss for a raise, leave the job you hate, turn a work acquaintance into a friend, or ask some friends to take a look at your new business opportunity. Now, instead of saying, I'm afraid to do one of these things, figure out how you're scaring yourself. Make a statement that recognizes that feeling. Your statement will be something such as, I want to ask my boss for a raise, and I scare myself by imagining he'll say no or get mad at me for asking. Here's another example. I want to show my friends my new business opportunity, and I scare myself by imagining that they'll think I'm only after their money. Do you see how it works? Acknowledge that you are creating your fear, and you'll start to triumph over it. There you go. Right. Very big thing. And like when you're trading, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I want to enter that trade, but I'm afraid <laughs> that uh, some, whatever is going to happen or whatever your real feelings are. You'll reach your max loss, maybe. Right. So the next question is, who should you ask? So, for instance, you might not want to ask an attorney about recycling, right? So you want to ask experts in the field of interest. So you'd want to mm -hmm. ask a recycler about recycling, I would say. Um, and another one of our favorite self-help people, Jim Rohn, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I really, really like that quote. Right, right. If you're, if you're with people who do, the, the funny thing is, is a lot of people want to hang out with people who are less fortunate than they are, who are not as smart as they are. And, mm, well, and Everybody's. Well, as, as educated or whatever. They want to, they want to hang out. They want to feel like they're the leader of the crowd. 
a lot of time, or sometimes even that they just fit in. But in reality, you're much better off being with somebody who's you know, smarter than you, who's more motivated than you, and you'll pick up on that and become more motivated and have better, um, better conversations with them. Well, you know, you kind of say, who do you want to be? So who do you want to emulate, essentially? And right. those are the people that you probably would want to be around so that you would, you will become more like them. So yeah. uh, that is the thought with that. Self-discipline. Boy, did I break that one tonight. Those chocolate chip cookies. Self-discipline is the ability to do what you should do when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. Yep. <laughs> Yes. And tonight that didn't work for me. But it is. I mean, self-discipline, I think of, uh, you know, remove temptations. I should have told uh, Jenica no. Right. (laughs) She could not make cookies. Um, But I did not. Um, For self-discipline, too, you need to eat regularly and healthily. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because you want to make sure that you're of the right mind sometimes blood sugar can play into well, making bad decisions. It's scientifically proven that self-discipline or willpower is a limited commodity. You only have so much of it. Um, you can build it. You can, you, can, you can get better at it, but you only have so much of it. And mm-hmm. if you use your willpower, um, there's two things that are, are, are very detrimental to your willpower and your self-discipline, and that is not enough sleep and, not, uh, and a low glucose level in your blood, low, mm-hmm. low, low blood sugar. That will just self-discipline will just go away. Mm. Um, so you have a so it's a finite resource. So use it wisely, yeah. and whatever you can do to not have to use it, like Sherry says, remove temptations, um, and not put yourself in situations where you're likely to do that. Reframe things. In other words, if um, um, you know certain situations that you want to do, you have to reframe it so that it looks different to you, so that you're not tempted to do it anymore. So you do that as much as you can, and then you have excessive uh, reserve willpower left over to deal with the other stuff mm-hmm. later. And then eating right and stuff like that. Right. Taking so, breaks. Right. So self-discipline is. I almost I almost make rules for myself. Um, rules like I have to get up at six so that I exercise. Um, things like that. Uh, the rules I do knee exercises before I go to bed. So these are all like rules that I have. Brush my teeth, you know, all that stuff. Um, forgive yourself and move forward. So when you do have a lapse, we're all human, uh, and you just make sure that the next night, Jenica does not make cookies. <laughs> <laughs> there you that's, go. That's the, that's the thing. Right, right. Um, so... Uh, but when you're beating yourself up for something, you're actually yeah. thinking of it, and you're actually reinforcing that behavior. You're putting your your you when you say I'm such an idiot, or I'm such a fatty, or I'm such a whatever. Then what you're actually doing is you're actually telling yourself that is your identity, and then your mind works to give you what your identity is. Right. Right. So want to make sure beating yourself up is very bad. Yes. Um. So another thing to help you reach your success in 2016 is to eliminate try and can't. So what does try imply? That it might not be possible, right? So you want to rethink and say, I can't. Uh, oh, so rethink, I can't do it, sorry. Um, and then two, I cannot do it. I cannot do oh, wait it. Wait a minute. I, I can, can not, not do, do it. it. 
There I we go. Changing your tonality. Right. So instead of I can't do it, it's I can not do it. Right. So right? whenever you think about can't do something, it, it, it's not that you can't do it. It's either that you don't want to do it or you don't know how to do it. Right. Right. So you have to change into that. And, and you know, if you tell yourself, you know, I can't do whatever, you know, I can't brush my teeth, then that's different than saying I don't want to brush my teeth. You right. get a completely different feeling. Right? You feel helpless when you say you can't do something. When you when you choose not to do something, you are empowered and you gain confidence. Right. Right. So it's a difference of being confident. You know, people say, Why am I not confident? Because you tell yourself you can't do anything. Instead tell yourself you don't want to do it or you don't know how to do it. If you don't want to do it, then let it go. If you don't know how to do it, then you can learn how to do it. Right. And you want to do it. It's true. So, uh, so, so a very a couple of very good quotes. Thank you, Andrew. Yoda says, do or do not. There is no try. There is no try. That's try right. you mustn't, do you must. That's right. And so Henry Ford says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. You are right. It's very true. Very, very true. So positive self-talk. We have a example of this. So positive mind attracts positive events, creates great relationships. Think of, do you want to talk to Debbie Downer or do you want to talk to somebody who's very excited about life? I think you want to, what do you think? Yes, we want to talk to someone who's excited about life. You don't want to talk to Debbie life. Downer? Okay. No, I don't want to get talk to somebody who makes me bummed out. <laughs> That's right. There are people who do want to talk to people like that. There and are. there are other people there who are, are like that. Which, yes. which then you have this whole circle of people who talk down. It's the drama group. And that goes around <laughs> you being like the five people next to you. If you hang around with them long enough, you'll right. be a downer oh, too. Oh, yeah, so. there's no question about <laughs> you that. You to avoid them. <laughs> um, people that have positive self-talk have lots of relationships. They have vibrant health. They have less stress. They turn negatives into positives. Ability to identify and achieve abundance. They have a stronger will. So they, maybe they don't eat chocolate chip cookies. Uh, motivation. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck on that. <laughs> And they have a wonderful appearance because they're just so positive. Because they're not eating chocolate chip cookies. No. <laughs> so bad. Okay, so stop beating yourself up. and I know. Better next All time. right, I will. All right. Okay, so we have this self-talk exercise. John and I did this last month. So we actually have it taped. Okay, so we're not going to do the focus exercise. I'm going to do this quickly. I keep saying quickly because we are way over, but here we go. Here's the self-talk. I have John do is he's going to make his arm as strong as possible so I cannot push it down. Okay. So you guys can try this at home, but he's going to say, I am a good person five times. I am a good person. 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 And then I'm going to try to push this down and I can't. Okay. So now he's going to do the negative self-talk. And he's going to say, I am a bad person. I am a bad person. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. <laughs> so that's that's what happens physically. So we're going to try it one more time. He's going to say, I am a good person five times. I'm a good person. 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 And now I can't push it down again. So it is a whole physical reaction. Right. Okay. So... So that's pretty cool, and it, it's, uh, it also applies, you know, if you think about something you can do, you generally are going to be more confident. If you think about things you can't do, you'll be less confident. That actually releases chemicals in your body. It physically makes you stronger. 
um, or it physically makes you weaker. So, right. And it can make you more healthy or less healthy as well. Right. So think of that when you talk to yourself. And I won't talk anymore about chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, okay. Okay. That would be good. So the next thing I wanted to show, just because this is really cool, is a focus exercise. So I'm going to play this video, and you want to count how many times the player's wearing white past the basketball. Um, and then we will revisit this afterwards. So this is a really cool video. So here we go. White past the basketball. So white players passing the basketball. How many passes did Okay, so how many passes did you count? So before I, let me zip back to, go back to this. So, um, so how many passes did you count? So think of it in your head and let's see, it's 15 passes. Now, the question is, did you see the gorilla? Right. If you've seen this before, then you probably, right, you probably did. did see the gorilla. Because once you know it's there, you'll always see it. But if you've never seen this before. Right. You probably did not. So if you didn't see the gorilla, let me see if I can, whoops, it's not what I wanted to do. But let's see if we can. Now, if you quickly watch the video, look for the gorilla this time. You count. The correct answer is 15 past. Let's see, because you won't believe that he's there until you see it again. <laughs> There's the gorilla. And there he is. <laughs> so the question is, did you see the gorilla the first time when you were counting the passes? Right. Because you were, you may or may not have been, uh, because you were focusing on the passing of the basketball. Right. And you know what's interesting is the people uh, feel smart that they saw the gorilla, but generally if you see the gorilla, it, it, it means that um, you're not focused. You're not focused. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> or you weren't participating fully in the exercise uh, if you have you'd never seen it before so it's actually a um, it's actually a limitation if a more normal or more focused person generally will tend not to see it right which is uh, which is interesting which is that's a, a scientific thing as well right so that I thought that was a really neat exercise so uh, we always want to keep learning too so uh, another one of our favorites Zig Ziglar if you're not willing to learn no one can help you if you are determined to learn no one can stop you so these are really good. So you want Excellent to continue quotes. learnings, yes. And some of the things that you can do, uh, read, listen to podcasts, webinars, YouTube, courses, meetup groups, support groups. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. Um, and then teach others. Right. You learn more by teaching others than you'll ever learn any other way. Right. It's really uh, a good thing to do. Exactly. So in summary, these are all the things that you can do to make a successful 2016. So... Do your annual review, you want to brainstorm, you want to dream even bigger, prioritize, define your goals, make small adjustments, share, visualize, ask, have self-discipline, positive self-talk, focus, always keep learning, and, and then teach. And then teach. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want to do. So, uh, so, sorry we kept everybody long. I 
I hope it was helpful and it was worth uh, it was worth going over with you guys. I hope. Um, yes, be well, everybody. Yes. Uh, make sure you get your goals written down, and we wish you the very best and most successful year oh, ever. ever. I yes, know. we do. This is actually for locking your success. This is our tenth year, so this is a pretty exciting. Pretty exciting year for us. So uh, yeah, it's hard. It's, I can hardly believe that Locking Your Success has been around for ten years, but it has been. Yeah, it's been a tremendous, tremendous journey from doing um, life coaching part time to, you know, doing this full blown trading thing. It's really been uh, quite a ride for us. Right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the ride and you're enjoying it. And we will talk to you in fe oh, on February fourth. So I just wanted to highlight it because I like to do this before we close out. Uh, we are going to do time is money, so you want to keep more time. So it's going to be tips and tricks to save more time. And I think pretty much your, most people. Your most precious resource. <laughs> that's right, because you can't create more of it, and it, it expires. Ooh, <laughs> expires. It expires. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. So we'll be talking about that next time. So thank you, everybody. And uh, we hope that you have a great month, and we will talk to you. Talk to you next month. Next month. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you.